Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Ed Samuel. He is a career coach at Sam Nova, where he helps mid to senior level leaders get to a better place, whether they are working or in transition. I have Jim Tam. He is a principal client director with Corn Ferries Digital Group, where he advises organizations on how to improve their sales effectiveness using world-class sales methodology and technology. And I have Atif Aga. He is a technology specialist and doing data analytics. He's also an avid runner based in Chicago. The question I have for you, how do you observe but not absorb the stress of living in a global world? Ed, kick us off. It's one of these things where if it's up close and personal and affecting you directly, then it gets a little bit harder. And then from afar, it gets a little bit easier because you're not directly impacted. It's when, uh, but then when you start taking it in, thinking that, you know, all this is happening around you and what can you do? Well, I revert back to my faith walk. Uh, my faith is a big part of it. It keeps my sanity where it needs to be. And uh, the faith that I'm, I'm part of believes that we do live in a broken world and that that broken world is stuff is going to happen all around us. And there's things that we can control things that we can't control. And if I can control it or help, I will. If I can't, I, I ratchet it back a bit. And, uh, and I certainly pray for the people being impacted and the things that are happening around us on a global basis. So that's kind of like my first brush at a broad, broad level in terms of how, how I deal with it. I've been around the world many, many times and I've supported many missions, uh, mission activities uh, in places like Africa. So I've been up close and personal with what's happening on a global level, and there is work that can be done to help. Jim, what about you? Yeah, when I first thought about this question, I thought about me working in a global world, and then also me being an outside outsider looking in. I double majored in finance international business at school, thinking my career was going to be very international. I'm going to live overseas as an expat, make a lot of money, speak five languages because of all the languages of all the countries that I've been to. And then once I started working for a global company where I had interaction with people around the world, initially it's very, very cool. You learn a lot about cultures and people, and, but then you realize it, how draining it can be. I was waking up at like five o'clock in the morning, trying to take calls with South Africa and then not going to bed at night until I finish a call with Singapore. And then you do it for a little while, that's okay. But then when it becomes a big part of your life, it's very stressful and it just wears you down because mm -hmm. you're basically, your schedule follows the sun and it was very difficult to deal with. But to Ed's point, seeing a lot of the atrocities that are happening around the world, first, it makes you very appreciative being in the United States mm. and all the amenities and all the luxuries we have that a lot of countries in, in the developing world don't have. But then you also think about the global impact as everybody's connected, whether it's war, whether it's the economy and trade, whether it's even climate change. Mm -hmm. Nobody's immune to things that's happening one side of the globe that doesn't affect you. But if you think about it, it's paralyzing. Yeah, it can be. Atif, what do you do? Yeah, I, I, my impression of this question was more from, Jim, what you touched in the end, is more from a globalization perspective. So we live in a world that's very much connected now, for most part, unless you live in a remote village somewhere, you really live the way you've lived 100 years. So how do we navigate through this world as, as part of being a, in a place where we are very well connected? Uh, how do you navigate through it? You have families all over the world now. Um, you have even neighborhoods are, are diverse. How do you navigate through those all those different changes 
and still be part of having an identity, having a purpose, having a meaning in your life. And that's how I looked at that question, basically, how to observe and not absorb. But I think it's impossible not to absorb it. Mm. It's impossible because I, the way you look at these things, it's all about developing the knowledge. So this is historically, has never happened before. This has never been, we lived in a world where this is so much mixing in, in cultures and environments. So, and we are so well connected. We just like you mentioned about sitting in the United States and having a call in Indonesia. I've worked with people in India and this is a big time difference. And you're saying, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. That's how you start your call. Mm-hmm. But people at a different time in their mindset, how they're operating. Mm-hmm. So I think it's impossible not to absorb it. It's a matter of understanding how do you adjust and, and handle that the best possible without uh, getting all the stress that comes with it. Because mm-hmm. it, it, in the end, it, it pushes you to the edge in terms of being more and more productive being able to generate more and, and being able to connect more. When I talked to someone who lived in Europe and she said to me, how are you not just losing your mind with how crazy the world is and how everything is just basically on fire? And I said to her, I feel like if I can't control it directly, like you said, uh, Ed, you can pray about it. You can meditate about it. You can send good vibes, whatever it is for you, but I can't allow it to disrupt my personal life every single day because it would make me completely useless. My dad used to say, you can't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And that's kind of the way I view it is I will do everything in my power to make a difference. But outside of that, I can't get stressed about it. And one of the ways I do is I don't watch a lot of the news. I figure if a really big thing happens, I'm going to hear about it either from my husband or from somebody here on Quick Hits. Or I'm, I'm not going to not know, but I don't watch the news. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we're just so more plugged in about what's happening. A hundred years ago, let's say a tsunami happened. You didn't know about it a hundred years ago because there's no internet there. The news weren't that uh, available, but now it's on your phone within 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, the Red Cross is hitting you up for donation. Everybody's like doing all these things. And it's tough not to get sucked in to everything that's happening around the world, especially on the negative side, or whether it be famine or whether it be a natural disaster or an earthquake here and there. Yeah. A lot of people talk about, just like you mentioned, I don't listen to news anymore. Uh, back in the maybe 20, 30 years ago, people wanted to find out the news. And it was a big deal. Now it's so much is available. Mm-hmm. First, you can't trust everything that's being said. Secondly, when you can trust it, it's not very settling. It's not very easy on the mind because there's just so much going on around the world. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you make sense about anything? So we go back into our own uh, world in, in a sense that, that we can control and try to get to our day. But does that solve that problem? Does that just hiding yourself, does that really do anything about it? So as the original point, what's happening in the world, wherever we can actually control it's very difficult and it's a fine balance to get the right information, understand what's going on in the world, because that's what we're going to have to do for our children. We have to let them know. We have to help them as well navigate through this world. Um, so it's, it's very challenging. Well, one of the things I, I think about is that some of it has to do with your outlook when these things are happening, right? My outlook will always be, and has always been, that's part of my DNA. The glass will always be half full versus mm-hmm. half empty. And when all these things come at us from a global standpoint, I'm trying to figure out 
Is there anything we can do to get it, make it better? Is there anything going on that can make it better? Uh, but if I can play a role or I can support someone in some way, shape, or form, I will. And I have. Uh, and that's the action-oriented side of me. But I think uh, if you just take it in from, from the negative perspective, how awful it is, how bad it is, uh, the glass is always empty, and it just gets worse and worse and worse, it becomes overwhelming. And uh, and I'm blessed in, in, in that regard that my wife will tell you that uh, I don't even think that way. So maybe I have kind of like this built-in defensive me measure when I hear about all the global stuff happening. I'm thinking, okay, now how will Ukraine get out of this war? What potentially could happen? And I'm thinking about more the positive, uh, even under the most dire situations. Uh, so some of it has to do with who we are in terms of how mm -hmm. we think about with these precious commandments. Jim made a good point too. I do feel like people in the U.S. tend to work across time zones more than people in other parts of the world. I, I have a client who she has clients that she works with that are in Europe and in Asia and they won't work. They're like, these are my work hours. And if you want to talk to me, you get up in the middle of the night and talk to me. And she does. I think that that's something here in the U.S. we do where other countries are like, sorry, nope. Yeah, I think it is important to set boundaries. If you are somebody that is kind of easy to get sucked in, it doesn't matter whether it's global or whether it's domestic, it's, you're going to get sucked in. So you need to kind of control yourself. I am very appreciative of the country that we live in and the and our ability. It, once you start traveling too, it, it gives you great appreciation of what, what we have as a Yeah, American. the stability we have here. Also about the national sentiments too. Sentiments of a nation is, we are hardworking United States. That's where why we are where we are. Mm -hmm. other, other countries, well, they're far behind in economic development, but then they are also very easygoing and, and laid back. Well, pick one. <laughs> You make a good point. Well, that is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you for sharing with me how you deal with living in a global world and the stress that comes with it. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.